on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Justin Garcia. All right, maybe the best win of the season for the Brewers, and this certainly had the feel of a playoff game. They're back to just a half game back of the Cardinals in the Central Division after a big win and another game where we see some late-inning heroics from the Brewers. Luis Urias uh, playing that role tonight with that eighth-inning home run on a night where it looked like Adam Wainwright might throw a no-hitter, looked untouchable but some big at-bats down the stretch and a big triple from Hunter Renfro in extra innings. Oh, by the way, another great outing from Corbin Burns, who went 20 innings, 20 innings plus of not allowing a run to the St. Louis Cardinals before they finally got on the board. But this was a tremendous pitching matchup. It felt like a playoff game and a big win for the Brewers, who have started to put... A pretty rough week at the trade deadline behind them, sweeping the Rays, and now taking one of the first two with the Cardinals with uh, the series on the line tomorrow afternoon. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line to join us tonight on Brewers Extra Innings. Craig Kashan is going to join us momentarily from Bally Sports Wisconsin as well to break down Maybe the biggest win of the season here for the Brewers. We talked about this on last night's show. This wasn't necessarily the biggest series of the season for the Brewers. You still have games left against this Cardinals team and still quite a bit of time left in the season here. So you didn't want to get swept, obviously. But even then, you're talking about a a three-and-a-half game difference. You still got plenty of time to make that up. But this win tonight was huge because it gets that margin back to a half game. And you got a chance to not only win the series, but move back into first place tomorrow if you take care of business against this Cardinals team. So you needed a series like this. And as we talked about the momentum and, and really putting a rough week and a rough stretch, when you think about those games against the Pirates, of course the trade deadline and the move of Josh Hader that seemed to really impact the clubhouse just before that, and it carried over into your series against the Reds. You've done a good job of putting that behind you with the series against the Rays. A tough loss last night, but now a game where you get to Adam Wainwright and you do enough down the stretch with some big at-bats. A really, really big series and potentially big weekend here for this Brewers team. So what a difference a week makes when you think back to what the feel was a week ago after the trade of Josh Hader after a couple of rough series against the Pirates and the Reds, to now potentially put yourself in a spot where you're back in first place tomorrow afternoon. Again, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line to join us on Brewers Extra Innings tonight. A lot to get to on this program. We'll take a look at the minor leagues here as another impactful performance from a rising star in the Brewers system. We'll take a look at the scoreboard as well and hear from Skipper Craig Council on his post-game thoughts, but also I want to replay some of the comments he made prior to the game about somebody that has a lot of ties to the Cardinals and this ever-changing Brewers bullpen. So we'll hear from Craig Council throughout the show as well, but uh, a lot of time to hear from you As we break this down for the next hour, a big win by the Brewers 
to now move back to within a half game of the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll hear from you and Craig Kashan after this. It's Brewers X Trainings on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. A big win for the Brewers in St. Louis to pull the within a half game of the Cardinals in the Central. A 3-2 victory. Matt Bush closing it out. Devin Williams with a big, big, big inning that he gave you. And same for Taylor Rogers as well. But really the story of this game was Corbin Burns and Adam Wainwright as Corbin Burns went six and a third scoreless innings before the Cardinals got on the board, bringing them up to 20 and a third scoreless innings this season against the Cardinals before Nolan Gorman's double broke a 0-0 tie. And Adam Wainwright taking a no-hitter into the seventh inning, but the Brewers' bullpen would prevail here and again. Another game where we see some big late inning at-bats. The big ones, biggest ones, Luis Urias with that home run to tie the score at one, and then a RBI triple from Hunter Renfro. Just the fourth triple of his career, the first in three years from Renfro to put the Brewers up, and Colton Wong. Talk about guys that have been hot in the second half of the season here. Colton Wong keeping that going with a big at-bat to drive in Hunter Renfro and give you a very big insurance run. And this Brewers team, as we mentioned, now just a half game back of the St. Louis Cardinals. When you watch these first two games of this series, and and certainly all the games that the Brewers and Cardinals have played so far this season, their season series is even. And that's the big takeaway that you leave when you watch these two teams. These are two very evenly matched teams. The Brewers getting it done with their pitching and their bullpen. We've seen the Cardinals not as much on the pitching side and certainly on the bullpen side. It's their offense. And uh, as Doug chimes in here, uh, agreeing. These two teams can't be more evenly matched. Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan, or- Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Burns saves the day again. Huge win. You avoid the sweep now and uh, just wish they would score more runs. Not sure how much longer you can rely on Corbin Burns to bail you out, but that's the big takeaway when you watch these two games last night, tonight, and of course, All the games these two teams have played this season, you look at the standings, half game separates them. These are two very evenly matched teams. And we talked about this last night, regardless of what the outcome was in this series, even if you were swept, which we now know is off the table, still a lot of season left. And you got the sense with the Brewers pitching, with the Cardinals offense, this is going to go all the way down to the wire in the Central Division The big development yesterday, and for both of these teams as it pertains, was the suspension to Fernando Tatis Jr. and how that changes the impact in the race for the final wildcard spot. Uh, But this really had the feel of last night, where you think back to Eric Lauer, really two pitches are what put you in the hole, the two home runs. Other than that, another solid outing from Eric Lauer, it was just the offense wasn't there for you. Tonight, through the first six-plus innings, you were starting to get that same feel. A great start from Corbin Burns, 
but you were wondering, is this going to go to waste on another night where the offense just doesn't have it in them? And Luis Urias with a big at-bat. A lot of similarities between these two games. Last night, you were hitting the ball hard. You just couldn't put any runs on the board, and the Cardinal uh, defenders were there. Tonight, it was kind of the same thing, where you think back to some of those plays, some of those offensive uh, approaches at the plate, too. Christian Yelich with a big at-bat that you thought maybe it was going to find the gap. Went into the glove of uh, the outfielder here and, and the defense for the Cardinals. You were starting to get that feel. That at-bat from Luis Urias was huge to tie the score and give you that second chance here. And then, of course, what Hunter Renfro did in extra innings, huge for this Brewers team as well. But uh, set it at the top of the show, this has to be one of the three best wins of the season for the Brewers so far. When you think about everything at stake, still trying to catch the Cardinals, it gives you a chance to leave St. Louis in first place and head into a big stretch of really two weeks for the Brewers because that's another thing we'll get to here throughout the show. The upcoming schedule for both of these teams is very different. And I know I said, look, even if the Cardinals sweep you, the season's not over. It doesn't lock things up for the Cardinals. But it does place a little bit of doubt, certainly for Brewers fans, when you look at where you would have been at that point three and a half games back and what's immediately in front of you when you think about the Dodgers coming to Milwaukee for a four-game series. Going out to L.A. one week from now, seven games against the Dodgers among your next ten. You got the Yankees coming up in September as well. A really difficult stretch of scheduling here for the Brewers coming up now that you really didn't want to be three and a half games back and watch the Cardinals start to build up a lead the size that you had ten days ago. This win was huge to avoid that. So, again, you got a chance to leave St. Louis in first place and know you got a little more breathing room now with that really, really difficult stretch of schedule that the Brewers have coming up in the next, uh, really, two and a half weeks here that they have. Again, the two big series with the Dodgers. This is a big series as well for the Brewers, but you got a lot of really tough opponents coming through town. You break it up a little bit with that series against the Cubs. But you got two series with the Dodgers. You got uh, the the September stretch that we get to as well, where you got the Cardinals again. You got the Yankees and the Mets. These are big series. And I know Vinny Rotino has talked about it all throughout the season. This Brewers team does play well against the best teams in baseball. That's what you're hoping for here in the next two weeks with that stretch of schedule that this team has. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line to join us here. And I mentioned Craig Cashon, Vinny Rotino's teammate at Valley Sports Wisconsin. Craig's going to join us momentarily and break down another tremendous job here from Corbin Burns and this Brewers bullpen. We talked about the difference a week or 10 days makes when you think about the vibes and what the really mood was like certainly for fans, but if you want to project it a little bit as well, within the clubhouse. And I'm sure there was a little bit of a shaken feeling after that trade of Josh Hader, but you look at how they've turned it around there, you look at how the bullpen has turned it around as well, because that was and is the strength of this team, the back end of the bullpen and your starting rotation. We saw some struggles after the Josh Hader trade, but now you've seen the bullpen start to bring it together as well with Matt Bush picking up his second save in the last couple of days. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Much more to get to here 
on Brewers Extra Innings. Three to two final in St. Louis. The Brewers take down the Cardinals and uh, even their season series, even this best of three series as well at a game apiece with the final game tomorrow afternoon. And again, the Brewers with a chance to pop back into first place with a victory tomorrow against the Cardinals. We'll preview the pitching matchups and everything else you need to know before tomorrow's series finale. But joining us now, from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. He is uh, Craig Kashan, and Craig uh, opened the show by saying, um, yeah, I, I don't know where this ranks, but this has to be one of the three best wins the Brewers have this season. Yeah, I, I don't know where to put it other than the fact that it's the biggest win to date, so I guess that yeah. makes it as current as possible. <laughs> but but I kind of felt you know something very similar to where you're going, Justin. I mean, I, I really feel like if they make it into the postseason, especially if they win the division, this is this is the date you circle on the calendar and say this is where they turned it. You know, they they battled uh, Wainwright, who was uh, clearly in position, uh, really good position to toss a no-no tonight, and the Brewers broke that up in the seventh inning. They only had four hits in the entire game, and they used their last three uh, opposite field home run and triple uh, to get the job done. And, and it was really uh, um, about as team an effort as it gets, to be honest with you, when you consider that this was just a classic pitcher's duel tonight. And uh, thankfully, the Brewers got the victory with Corbin Burns out on the hill. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with you, and I think it's a number of things. You, you talk about how things have really changed here, and I think they're going to continue to, but the encouraging part is – if we go back, what, a week, 10 days, and, and you think about the hangover from the Josh Hader trade and how that really impacted the team in Pittsburgh and the series against the Reds, and the other Brewers fans questioning what's the direction of this team and, and how is that impacting the clubhouse, and now you've kind of started to piece it together. You have that big series against the Rays. You had a very winnable game last night that it was a frustrating loss, and tonight kind of had those same hints. But not only do you win tonight, you do what you were unable to do last night. It felt like you were really putting some good wood on the ball. And you had a couple of opportunities tonight that you started to think, man, is this just Adam Wainwright's night? And he's going to toss a no-hitter. But you came up with big at-bats, and the bullpen has also kind of quietly started to right the ship, where you got a big inning out of Taylor Rogers, and now Matt Bush with a pair of saves in the span of a week. Yeah, and, and it's exactly... I think, you know, with with the whole shock of the trade of, of Josh Hader and not knowing how everybody is going to fit in and be slotted, just to say, hey, you know, maybe we're going to use, uh, you know, Williams in a matchup in the eighth inning. Maybe we're going to use Williams to save a game in the ninth. Maybe we're going to use Rodgers, uh, you know, in reverse of, you know, what I just said as well. Same with matchups. Um, they, they, I don't think any Brewer fans knew of Matt Bush when they acquired him from Texas, but the Brewers are very high on, um, his electric stuff and his poise. He he's in his late thirties. So he's, he's kind of been through different kind of ringers through life and played baseball at the same time. So his maturity level to, to handle what we saw tonight and, and also, you know, a few nights ago on Tuesday in that save he got against Tampa when Rodgers and Williams were down. I mean, we're 
we're at least seeing um, a a development of uh, a chemistry that was broken, but also we're seeing that this team is still a good baseball team. It lost one key member of its pitching staff, but that doesn't mean the other 25 guys have to throw up their hands and say, now what? Um, there's still a game plan out there, and and I think things just take time to heal, and I think things take time when you're in a slump in baseball. Um, when, you, when you're good, you just get back and, and eventually get back to winning, and they've won three of their last four games, and they've happened – to come against teams that are, you know, in the playoff race right now in Tampa and St. Louis. And, you know, they're preparing themselves for the Dodgers coming to town this weekend for a big four-game series as well, or this week, I mean. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the stuff of Matt Bush. We certainly saw that tonight in the ninth inning, that you saw the vast array of pitches that he has. And, And again, another guy that can work multiple innings, which we've already seen him do here. So, there's a lot of versatility in this bullpen, and once you put everything behind you and start to regroup here, you feel pretty good about what this team has. But uh, Craig Kishon of Bally Sports Wisconsin joining us here. I had somebody else text in, and, and we were kind of making this point, and I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way, Craig. Just commenting on, you know, when you watch all the times the Brewers have played the Cardinals this season, you look at the standings, and it's still a half game that separate these two teams, and you look at these two games last night and tonight – Boy, it is hard to not leave thinking these are two incredibly evenly matched teams. Well, they are. I mean, the the season series is 7-7 of the 14 they played. Of the 14 they played, nine have been decided by two runs or less. Nine of those games. And the Brewers hold a 5-4 edge um, in the win-loss column on those. So, I mean, what's that tell you? Everyone, everyone says, you know, it's St. Louis's, you know, bats and Milwaukee's pitching and St. Louis's pitching picked up uh, at the All-Star break. The Brewers felt that yesterday when Montgomery was out there. Brewer bats were uh, incredibly key late in the ball game here tonight with Arias's home run and Renfro's triple. I mean, did anybody have that on a script late in the game when they hadn't scored a run and had only one hit yet? I don't think so. But you know what? These guys are capable of doing it. And do we? Would we like to see uh, you know four or five or six or seven runs a ball game? Absolutely, and we're we're going to. Um, but they just they just have to get through uh, some good teams, uh, some good pitching, and um, and kind of refigure out where where they're going offensively here, and just kind of let things happen. And I think tonight, I didn't see any impatience by Brewer batters tonight. I I think they're. Their approach in the beginning, maybe they were a little too pull happy um, on Wainwright instead of maybe taking the ball where it was pitched and maybe more willing to go the opposite way earlier in the game. But they certainly came through late in that aspect. And um, anybody will tell you, if if you're struggling hitting, taking the ball up the middle the other way is is such a key for success to getting back on track, and um, and and we definitely saw that tonight. Yeah, Craig Kishon of Bally Sports Wisconsin joining us uh, here on Brewers Extra Innings, and a couple of things to get to here off, off the points that you made. I want to get to that, but uh, still time to hear from you as well. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line to join us on Brewers Extra Innings. Uh, Craig, when we get back, I want to get into the schedule a little bit because your partner, Vinny Rotino, has made this point a couple of times about how the Brewers fare 
against the better teams uh, in the league. But also when you look at what they have in front of them versus the Cardinals, there's some similarities but a lot of differences. We'll get to that after this on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers extra innings here on WTMJ as the crew take down the Cardinals 3-2 to two and pull to within a half game of St. Louis in the Central. Again, a chance to move into first tomorrow if you end the series with a victory. And Craig Kashan of Bally Sports Wisconsin still with us here. Craig, you mentioned especially the late inning approaches that we saw from this team with the biggest hits of the day going into opposite field and the similarities to last night where you just started to feel like, man, there's a handful of uh, those moments where you think about Christian Yelich's fly out to end the sixth. Tyrone Taylor and Willie Adamas seemingly just missed earlier in the game that you wondered – are they slowly going to break through, or is this where uh, Adam Wainwright is just really dialed in? But Luis Urias, to look as as poorly as he did in his first two at-bats, to get that opposite field home run in the eighth inning, and then as, as we talked about as well with Hunter Renfro, that's the big takeaway for me is they put all that behind them and had the biggest hits of the game late going to the opposite field. Yeah, and it's uh, it's such a key. I mean, you, you just have to make adjustments, um, especially when the game is now on the line. It's you know, it's uh, you're only down a run going into the eighth inning, um, so it's not like you you know you need to just hope you get somebody on and then hit a home run and, and try to get back in. It's it's just a simple approach, and you still have the same pitcher out there, so. You know, for these guys, uh, they went, everybody went through the the order a full three times into a fourth opportunity against Adam Wainwright. I mean, that's uh, that's just how, how baseball seems to be played anymore, obviously, with pitchers not going that deep. But, um, you know, you, you take advantage of opportunities and, and you have to be willing to change your approach a little bit. And, and we certainly saw that tonight. Uh, with the Brewers, and that, that truthfully has to continue. And it also does, if you think about this too, Justin, when we watch playoff baseball in October, you know, usually it's advantage pitchers, right? It's yeah. it's it's always, uh, you know what, good luck with your, your high-powered offense there against these good pitchers. So tonight I, I, I think you, you almost have to look at uh, this in, in the same way. Who made the adjustments the best, I, I would think, out of out of both of these offenses, and I thought Milwaukee's approach was best out of here. And you know, and that's not taking anything away from you know. We talked about the bullpen a little bit with Rogers, Williams, and Bush, but I thought Rogers tonight, uh, his slider was nasty, and his fastball was well placed uh, w- with timing and also in the strike zone. And, and he looked really good. And if he can continue to pitch like that and he, and he hasn't a lot in the last month, six weeks, but he did at the beginning of the year and he, and he had his, you know, for a large part of his career with the twins before he was traded away to San Diego. I mean, this, this guy can be good for you down the stretch. This might be it, you know, in a brewer uniform here in the next six, seven weeks for him, you know, next two months. Um, so I, I say let the guy, you know, get out there, make sure he's healthy like I, it seems to be the case right now with that knee. And, um, you know, 
get out there and do his thing. I, I thought he looked really good tonight. And some big stops, too, from Victor Caratini, who just continues yeah. to, you know, where would they be without him when you think about when he was acquired and what he's given you offensively and uh, defensively, especially we saw that today. The other thing I want to get to, Craig, um, your partner, Vinny Rotino, has said this quite a bit. When you look at how the Brewers have fared against the better teams in the league, they that's seemingly – is where they've shined, that they raise to the level of competition, and they're in a stretch where it's, uh, what, 12 of 15 that they're going to play against teams that are likely playoff teams. And we talked about where they were a week, 10 days ago, when you go back to the trade. Is something like this, as crazy as it may be to sound, does it feel like maybe, hey, this is coming at the right time because this is another thing that will help galvanize this team? Well, it very well could be. And, you know, we, we had talked about this over the last couple of days, too, on on our shows on the TV side. Um, it, it's, it's the time of year. It's no longer dog days of August. That kind of happens early. It's post-All-Star break. And maybe, quite honest, you know, we saw the Brewers look tired and almost worn out going into the into, All-Star yeah. break. And then coming out, uh, they looked really strong and refreshed. Then they had the, you know, the the trade of Hater that that shook up the clubhouse, and they went into a funk. And they're playing two of the worst teams in the league, you know, at, at that time. So it almost doesn't even matter who you're playing at that time. It's like okay, but now you you look at the schedule, and now it's like it's playoff mode now. Yeah. And now you've you've fallen out of the playoff picture because you're on the outside looking in. I don't care how close you are. You're on the outside looking in. It's time to start fighting. It's time to start changing some attitudes. It's time to buckle up. It's time to say, are we going to be a team here right now? And and I think those are going to be the advantages um, that you get when you're playing good teams and now you're beating those good teams. And then the next good team, the Dodgers, come up on the schedule and hopefully it continues uh, in that route for them. Hopefully it's the same when the Yankees come to town. they got to go out and face the Dodgers out in L.A. before things are over with as well. they got to face the Mets again. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of baseball, meaningful uh, playoff-type baseball for the Brewers on their schedule. When you glance on St. Louis's schedule, it's almost opposite. Yeah, they're they're filled with all the mop up teams. Uh, aside from finishing their series with the uh, with the Brewers here coming up, it's it's kind of remarkable, really. They have a three game series against the Braves, but honestly, after they play uh, after they play Milwaukee um, to finish up their season series, they've got the Cubs numerous times the reds numerous times the pirates numerous times the rockies are coming in for another series they play the diamondbacks again it's crazy nationals i mean my goodness gracious what's going on with this schedule (laughs) well it's really like two pockets for the brewers the one that they're currently in and then you pointed to the other one as well in september when you got a two-gamer with the cardinals and then six with the yankees and mets and the cardinals honestly the four games after tomorrow you have left with the Brewers and the the big series, which may be the biggest series down the stretch in the NL, is the Cardinals going to San Diego near the end of September because with what's going on, as we talked about yesterday with Fernando Tatis, and you wonder how that will impact the clubhouse, similar to what we talked about with the Josh Hader trade, it's 
really coming down to three teams fighting for two spots between the Padres, Brewers, and the Cardinals. And, and that might be the, the, the last remaining huge series out there on the schedule. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, that that's going to be a big week-long schedule uh, starting that third week of uh, September for St. Louis. In fact, you know, it bleeds into the two games that uh, they have to come to Milwaukee. So it's yeah. a, it's a three-city swing. They'll leave on September 19th, and they won't go home until the 28th, and that's playing the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Brewers on the road. So if you're, if you're looking at portions of a schedule um, that could change the fate of how things turn out in the National League Central, that could very well be it. But sandwiched around all that, like you mentioned, the Brewers still have a – you know, a tough schedule with a lot of tough playoff type opponents, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and the other quirk for the Cardinals, the final six games are against the Pirates, a home series yeah. and a yeah. road series, and, and a team that at that point will have absolutely nothing to play for. But uh, tonight was huge, and Corbin Burns just uh, continues his dominance that you just kind of mention it in passing of, man, 14 scoreless innings against the Cardinals, and then you see how he started this game that – it is remarkable that if you only look at the wins and losses, you'd think, I don't know if Gordon Burns is as good as he was last year, but everything else, it is a remarkable two-year stretch, what he has done here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is um, It is really something in that it, how special this guy is. And, you know, I, I also think it's interesting just looking at the numbers alone against St. Louis this year and the three starts he's made. Um, look, nobody's perfect. Um, Cy Young Award winners give up runs. They walk guys. They hit guys. Uh, they have, you know, one probably really bad outing, you know, a year and a, and a couple times where they're going to, you know, suffer uh, some losses. And then there are times like tonight. He is uh, tonight. He uh, notched his ninth quality start without a win on the season. Uh, a decision or a loss, obviously, uh, coming out of those. And that ties the major league lead, and that's that's nuts. I mean, it's it's really a shame if you think of that's nine games where he has not come up with a, a decision. However, when he's out on the mound, the Brewers are winning, you know, seventy percent or better. And and again tonight, he doesn't get a decision. But I think the bottom line is, if you're a starting pitcher, you want your team to win that game at the end of the day. That means you kept him in it for as long as you could, and and we certainly saw that with him, but. Um, the three starts against the Cardinals, 21 innings and only one run given up, yeah. 27 strikeouts, and only eight hits. I mean, that that's Cy Young Award material right there. When you're when you're going up against your division rival, the only team you're competing with, and it's head to head every single time your two clubs get together. That's that's great stuff. It was a this was a really fun baseball game to watch. It had it had a good pace to it and. A lot of that has to do with the guy that uh, is the reigning Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, it was video game stuff once again from uh, Corbin Burns, and and you know as you pointed to, as long as he's on the mound, you know you got a chance to win, and that's exactly what the Brewers did tonight. Uh, Craig, as we mentioned, you win tomorrow, and you go into that big stretch with two of your three series against the Dodgers back in first place, which would be huge for this team. So uh, we will hopefully. Recap another win tomorrow and be talking about the first place team. I'm putting it on the schedule, my friend. All right. I'm going to hold you to it. Craig Kishon of Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Good to catch up with you. You got it.
Three to two final score here in St. Louis. Brewers beat the Cardinals. And again, a chance to be in first place tomorrow. Something, if you go back to the 2nd of August and, and you go back to the end of the Red Series, going into the uh, series, the two games set against the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, and you wondered, man, where is this team headed? You got a chance to be back in first place. And again, playing their best baseball against the best teams with this stretch they're currently in and another big pocket of scheduling coming up about a month from now. 855-616-1620 is the number to get in touch with us. Got a few more texts to get to here. We'll get you the highlights. Also, some comments from Craig Council post-game. And I do want to play something you had to say about the bullpen prior to the game as well. We'll get to all of that after this on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Justin Garcia. A 3-2 Brewers win in St. Louis tonight to pull back to within a half game of the division lead. And this was a throwback game. We were treated to a classic pitcher's duel between Adam Wainwright and Corbin Burns. Burns continuing his 2022 domination of the Redbirds early as he got Nolan Gorman looking in the second for his first strikeout of the night. Two and two, ready to work Burns. The pitch, strike three called. Right at the hollow of the knee with a cutter, and Gorman punches out. First strikeout for Burns, and that was a perfect pitch. Cutter on the back door to a left-handed hitter. That has been his bread and butter over the last year and a half. Corbin Burns locked in. He would scatter just two hits through the first four innings of the game and would really start to cruise in the fifth, waiting to get Paul DeYoung chasing. 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Fastball high and tight. And for Paul DeYoung, gone on strikes. Fourth strikeout for Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns dialed in really throughout the night, but the problem for the Brewers was Burns' counterpart. Adam Wainwright was absolutely rolling. He'd walk Rowdy Telez in the opening inning, but he'd buckle down from there, keeping the Brewers off the base paths with a couple of scares here and there. Pitch swung on and hit out towards left, backing up onto the warning track at the wall and making the catch. That's Brendan Donovan right in front of the Brewers' bullpen. Yelich. Coming up just a little bit short. Donovan made the catch and then braced himself for impact. Yeah, Christian Yelich just missing there with that missile, sending us into the seventh inning, still scoreless, and the Brewers still searching for their first hit. Adam Wainwright would retire Willie Adamas and Rowdy Telez in that seventh inning before Andrew McCutcheon would finally break up the no-hitter. Here's a line drive into left center field for Andrew McCutcheon. Jumps on the first pitch he sees, and you can put those no-hitter notes away and throw them out the window. The Brewers have a hit, and McCutcheon stands at first. So the no-hitter was gone, but somebody still had to score in this game. Paul Goldschmidt leading off the Cardinals' seventh with a single. Corbin Burns would breathe a sigh of relief and get Nolan Arenado to pop out to second. But Nolan Gorman would bring an end to the coreless, the Corbin Burns scoreless inning streak against the Cardinals. 2-1. 
Hit pretty well out to center field. Going back is Tyrone Taylor. It's over his head. Up against the wall. Goldschmidt being waved around third. And Goldschmidt is headed for home. He's going to score. Telez cut the throw off. They did not have a play at the plate. Gorman slicing line drive that just got over the head of Taylor. And up against the wall out in center. And the Cardinals have taken a 1-0 lead here in the bottom of the seventh. And not really a question how Corbin Burns would respond there with a runner in scoring position yet. He would strike out Paul DeYoung and Dylan Carlson ending the seventh and making sure this was still a one-run game. Former Cardinal Colton Wong would lead off the eighth, bouncing out to first. And it just seemed as though the Brewers were not going to get to Adam Wainwright. That is until Luis Urias stepped to the plate. Pitch to Urias. Swinging a fly ball out towards right. Way back, Newtbar. Still back. Warning track. Tie game. Luis Urias for the 13th time this year goes deep. And we're back to square one. Tied the score at one. The Brewers would turn things over to their bullpen. And first up was Taylor Rogers, who get the ball in the eighth. He allowed a leadoff single to Yachty Molina. The Cardinals would go to their bench, bringing Albert Pujols to the plate. But Rodgers would get him swinging and then get Tyler O'Neill as well, sending us into the ninth inning. Adam Wainwright still on the mound for the Cardinals. He would send the Brewers down in order in the ninth. And the Brewers would turn to Devin Williams, who would do the same to the heart of the Cardinals' order, giving us free baseball. In the tenth, the Brewers would go to work immediately when Hunter Renfro continued the trend of big late inning at bats. A look at second and the 1-1. Renfro slicing line drive, right center field. It gets over the head of Dickerson, rolls all the way to the wall. McCutcheon will score around second, headed for third is Renfro, and he's in there with a belly flop slide. An RBI triple, and the Brewers have a 2-1 lead. Just the fourth career triple for Hunter Renfro, his first in three years. Not only broke the tie, but gave the Brewers another runner in scoring position. And Colton Wong would take advantage. Here's the 2-0 from Gallegos. And it's a fly ball into center field. Should be deep enough. Carlson with a good arm underneath of it. Makes the catch. Tagging is Renfro. The throw home is offline. And a sack fly from Wong gives the Brewers a big insurance run here in the 10th. It's 3-1 crew. That insurance run was huge. Matt Bush would come in to close things out. Dylan Carlson would drive in Nolan Gorman on a sacrifice fly, but Bush would take care of things from there. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Matt Bush goes back to the curveball and strikes out Tommy Edmond, and the Brewers prevail in extra innings here tonight. Your final score, Crew 3 and the Cardinals 2. Yeah, he would get Yadi Molina chasing on the curve prior to that as well as the bullpen seals this. Some late-inning offense, another gem from Corbin Burns, and some big innings from that bullpen from Taylor Rogers, Devin Williams, and Matt Bush. And the Brewers even up this series with the Cardinals and a chance to jump back into first place with a victory tomorrow. We will preview tomorrow's matchup after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Well, the Brewers ring the bell again thanks to Luis 
Urias on that eighth inning home run. As, as a reminder, you can ring the bell even when it's not red kettle season. You can still help the Salvation Army step up to the plate with love beyond the bases this baseball season. Donate now at ring and ring the bell at samilwaukee.org. That eighth inning home run by Luis Arias, and again, the the uh, extra innings triple from Hunter Renfro. Some big late inning at-bats from this Brewers team who managed not to waste a Corbin Burns terrific outing. Craig Cashon gave you the stats there on the amount of quality starts Corbin Burns has had this season that have not resulted in a win. It's one thing to not get the decision, but you still got to win the game. And that's what Luis Rios and Hunter Renfro made sure was possible with those big late inning at-bats. So these two teams remain even on their season series, seven wins apiece for both the teams. And as Greg also mentioned, a majority of those games have been settled by two runs or fewer, as many of you have pointed out. You watch not only this series, you watch these two teams against each other throughout the season in those 14 games. Still got five left, by the way. You watch them throughout the course of the season, and you just can't help but think, Cardinals are the offensive team, Brewers are the pitching team, but these are two very, very evenly matched teams, and literally everything is pointed to that with the season series and with the fact that just a half game separates these two teams in the standings right now. And I'm going to keep going back to you put that rough stretch behind you, you put the trade behind you, a terrible series against the Pirates, a rough series against the Cincinnati Reds, you bounce back, you took the two games against the Tampa Bay Rays, and now you've put yourself in a position to take this series against the Cardinals in this big stretch of the schedule that the Brewers have. Again, you wrap things up in St. Louis tomorrow, then you come home for four games against the hottest team in baseball and, oh, by the way, the best team in baseball in terms of their record in the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers have you know done nothing but win 12 straight games. So you got four against the Dodgers at home. You got three against the Dodgers on the road, but three games in Chicago against the Cubs sandwiched in between there. It's a big stretch that the Brewers are in, but we have seen this team play their best baseball against some of the best teams in the league. So that's really what you point to here as you leave this series with the Cardinals and you move into a difficult stretch with one other really, really tough stretch on the schedule. You don't want to look past teams like the Cubs, like the Pirates. We saw what happened last week. Like the Arizona Diamondbacks, you saw the Reds give you some struggles earlier as well. But once you get through this stretch, it's really until mid-September that you really have anything that should be difficult in front of you, and it's pretty difficult. A two-game set in St. Louis once again, then you come back home, but it's six games against the Yankees and the Mets, and you got two more with the Cardinals at home shortly after that. So it's really two difficult stretches of scheduling that the Brewers have from here on out. And as for the Cardinals, it's a little different. They do have a series with the Braves between now and the end of the season. They do have that big series with the Padres in San Diego and in Los Angeles against the Dodgers, in Milwaukee here against the Brewers. That's it, though. Six games against the Pirates to close out the season. 
handful of games against the Pirates, not just those final six. A couple of series with the Cincinnati Reds. They got the Cubs on there. They got the Diamondbacks. So a much different schedule for these two teams. Again, it wasn't doom and gloom. It wasn't the end of the season if you would have lost tonight and lost tomorrow. But this goes a long way in making sure this division is going to go all the way down to the wire. A big win for the Brewers today, thanks to the pitching from their bullpen and another strong outing from Corbin Burns. Let's go ahead and hear from Skipper Craig Council. Yeah, I mean it was a, I mean it was it was a really good baseball game. Um, you know, Wainwright was both both starting pitchers was kind of a classic. You know, pitchers duel and they were both on really on top of their game and not much going on for either team offensively um so we'd you know we'd it uh, you know they got they got the run across against corbin and um we fortunately we put a great swing on a ball that we weren't getting many good swings against wainwright so um that, that was a you know an enormous play to get us back to even and then a really a really nice job by our bullpen guys Sorry, go ahead. So, what, is, what does that do for you guys offensively, though, when it's a tough night, but you know Corbin gives up the run and Weicho responds right away? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it it was just a tough night. I mean, he he was Wainwright's off-speed stuff was just on point. The curveball was really good. The cutter was really good. We couldn't square up the cutter. Um, so. You know, just it gives you. It felt tough to score, you know, basically, and it felt like it was going to be really hard to score. So, um, just one swing of the bat, put tying the game up, definitely gives you fresh life. And um, we also got a huge hit from Hunter. How about Hunter's decision to go for three on that one? That turned out to be pretty big with the sack fly. Yeah, it did. I think um, you know it. it it, it's an aggressive play, and it, um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of 50-50 at the time, but you make him make a good. You make him make a play, yeah. and um, you know the, the throw had to be perfect to get him, and it, it wasn't perfect. You mentioned the bullpen. Two of your new guys stepped up tonight, had big performance. Yeah, big Taylor. big innings for sure. Um, you know, I'm proud of both of them. It's coming in big spots. If, you know. A, Matt's and found himself at the back of the games, which was maybe not the original plan, but just the way we I think that's four extra inning games in like eight or nine games since, since those guys have been here. So it's that's just the way the games have gone. How, how satisfying is a game like that, though, to, to get the win, given the way you had to do it tonight? Well, I mean, it's just it's a it's a good win against a good team um, and a team that uh, that we're neck and neck with so it's it's important um these games are really important and um you know gives us a chance to win the series tomorrow did you like how taylor looked just you know his first game since the shot and yeah I, th- I thought he i mean i thought the at bat to pool holes was was outstanding you know tough at bat and and uh got he gave some foul balls but they threw a great fastball these teams are really evenly matched aren't they it, it's so far we've we've played really even games, uh, kind of beat up on each other, and um, you know it, it, it's been that way. It's it's been that way for it's felt that way for a while, uh, for a number of years, um, and it's 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 fun playing. It's fun playing them. Corbin, 21 innings, only one run allowed against this lineup. I mean, you know, is there something about? 
facing the Cardinals that gets him going? I mean, again, I, I thought just Corbin was just really high level of execution tonight. Um, you know, when you play these, you know, there's no secret as far as pitches or sequences, um, you know, what your stuff's going to do. So it, it's just ex execution. And Corbin just executed a ton of pitches tonight. Um, you know, possibly the best start we've seen him from this year. I mean, I think he was, I think he was really, really good today. Maybe. You know, one mistake, unfortunately, they cost us a run, but seven just really quality innings. Corbin Burns talked about that exactly as well before the game, saying, you know, uh, this team knows me pretty well being in the same division and pitching against them now the third time this season. I know them pretty well as well, and I know their hitters' tendencies, so it kind of goes both ways, and I, I think that's what we've seen over the course of the season here for Cor Corbin Burns, who's 21 innings in three starts against the Cardinals. A pretty good offense has allowed just one run against that Cardinals team. Uh, still time to uh, weigh in on the talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Mike texts in Rodgers and Bush. Not only is the pressure on them during the game to keep the Brewers from falling further back in the race, there's added pressure from skeptical and angry Brewers fans. Like it or not, Milwaukee fans need to get behind these guys. Tonight was a big step towards that, and I could not agree more, uh, especially for Matt Bush, when you think about being really thrown into the fire right away. He was the first of the new pieces that we saw, and now what Matt Bush has done after some shaky appearances early, what he's done in his last few outings here, you see why this is a pretty big impact arm and a big piece to have at the back of the bullpen. And uh, as Craig Kashan put it, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what you saw from Taylor Rogers tonight, it's as good as it gets. And that's exactly what you're looking for when you think about the versatility at the end of the bullpen with the guy like Taylor Rogers, who has closed before, was the Padres' closer this year. With Devin Williams, who is certainly capable of closing and has moved into that role. Matt Bush has already picked up two saves and potentially some more help on the way as well. We'll get to that as we wrap up the show after this on Brewers Extra Innings. Three to two final in St. Louis. The Brewers take down the Cardinals and have a chance to reclaim first place in the Central Division should they do the same tomorrow as this three-game series comes to an end. Uh, we will get you caught up on some scores and the ones most important to the Brewers other than this, which is as important as it gets, and preview that series finale tomorrow. But I mentioned the bullpen and what we've seen from the likes of Taylor Rogers and Matt Bush. Uh, we had another move that went down at the deadline, and that was the acquisition of Trevor Rosenthal, which was met with a lot of skepticism, understandably so. He's a guy that has not pitched in two years, just signed with the Giants prior to the trade deadline, and is still unable to go. But we did get an update on Trevor Rosenthal from Craig Council before the game. Kept just throwing progression going through a live BP yesterday um, in Arizona. Um, and so he's ready to he's ready to face competition, and we just we need to get him into games. We need to get that last piece of like adrenaline, and and he hasn't he hasn't pitched in games in a yeah. you know over over a year. So we got to get that process started, and we'll be you know it, it, I think we're looking at probably two weeks at least, um, and then we'll see where we're at and see how he's doing. 
So encouraging news there from Craig Council as it pertains to uh, the back of the bullpen for the Brewers and uh, Trevor Rosenthal. So basically, you read between the lines there, and the hope is September is when you're going to be able to throw him into the mix and have another guy that has extensive history pitching at the back of the bullpen, closing out some games. A lot of that, all of that really, the majority of it, has been done with the St. Louis Cardinals, but he has not appeared in a major league game since that 2020 season when he was pitching for the San Diego Padres, uh, but a lot of closing experience with the Cardinals, a couple of 45-plus save seasons back-to-back. He was an all-star back in 2015, and he saved 130-plus games throughout his career. So if he can get it together health-wise, you got him to throw into the mix into in September as well. And, oh, by the way, you can't rule out the returns of guys like Jake Cousins, and Justin Topa, who was moved off of the 60-day DL and is going to begin his rehab assignment as well. So this bullpen is starting to add some pieces and come together here for the Brewers. They wrap up this series with the Cardinals tomorrow, and they're going to send Aaron Ashby to the mound in the final game here. Miles Michaelis against Aaron Ashby. And Ashby's a guy that, you know, we talk about what uh, Corbin Burns has done here throughout this season. Aaron Ashby's a guy that uh, t- uh, 10 losses on the season. It's it's really been kind of what we touched on last night with uh, Eric Lauer. It's been one rough inning where you've seen things start to spiral here for uh, Ashby, but he's lost his last four decisions and uh, has not won since early July against the Pirates in a uh, outing where he lasted just five innings. So he, he's really just scattered in one outing where you've really leaned on him extensively, and that was after the All-Star break against the Rockies when he went seven innings uh, but still picked up the loss. So Aaron Ashby certainly looking for some better fortune here as uh, the Brewers wrap up this series. And again, got your work cut out for you against Miles Michaelis on the mound tomorrow for the Cardinals. Uh, one other piece of news to pass along here, and we mentioned some of the standards here. The Padres did lose tonight to the uh, Nationals. So mentioned it's going to be important what you do against this Cardinals team. It's going to go down to the wire in all likelihood against St. Louis here, but you got to keep an eye on what the Padres are doing as well because you are done in your series with the Padres. Cardinals still do have one big series with the San Diego Padres, but you're really getting the sense It's three teams. It's the Brewers, the Padres, and the Cardinals that are vying for two spots now. Brewers are a half game back of the cards in the division, but now just a game back of the Padres for that final spot in the wild card. And as we touched on yesterday, you got to wonder what it's going to be like in the clubhouse. We've already heard some of the comments coming out from Padres players about the suspension handed down to Fernando Tatis. So that is certainly something to file away and keep an eye on here as we move through the final six weeks of the season. I'm back tomorrow to recap uh, the final game between the Cardinals and the Brewers. And you also have me for Brewers warm-up, which will get started at noon tomorrow. And we will be joined to preview the series finale by an old friend who used to sit in this chair, the only person that knows the Cardinals and the Brewers as well as anybody. Matt Pauley will return to the airwaves tomorrow to preview the final game between the Brewers and the Cardinals. We'll also get you updated on what we've seen in the minor leagues because another big performance tonight 
from the top prospect in the Brewers farm system. All of that and more as we preview the final game between these two teams on tomorrow's Brewers warm-up. But another gem from Corbin Burns, and the offense does just enough down the stretch as the Brewers knock off the Cardinals 3-2 to in 10 innings tonight in St. Louis. You've been listening to Brewers Extra Innings right here on WTMJ.